Want to know how to break into the fashion business? Are you wondering what trends we're seeing in the industry? Or maybe you're just curious what goes on behind the scenes when developing a clothing line. Today, we're talking about fashion. I'm very excited for this chat, not only because this is my profession and something I'm extremely passionate about, but also because I can't wait to share some actionable tips about how to break into this field. I took a really untraditional path for my career, and my guest today had a more linear one, so hopefully hearing from her will help you on your journey. My guest today is a design director with 12 years experience in the industry. She's worked at Kohl's for the past five years on the Elsie Lauren Conrad brand, and she also recently helped build a few other brands that the company's about to launch. Her name is Courtney Kerwin, and I've really loved getting to work with her. She has an incredible eye, and I'm really excited to share her vision and story with you today. I think about just items or outfits that never go away, just looks, like looks that just are timeless and seasonless and just are always going to be classic. Things like a white tee and a moto jacket, back to like a great pair of denim, that sort of look, and then the items that support that look, those are always just around. Things like all white dressing, you know, those types of trends, they're just, they're always going to be cool. They're always going to make you feel great. From our conversation, you'll learn whether education is important to build a career in fashion, where the industry is at when it comes to size inclusivity, and what it really takes to develop a collection. Welcome to Lauren Conrad, Asking for a Friend. Courtney and I have worked together for about five years, and she happens to be in town. We're um, at our house in Laguna because we trade off every other month, and... Every other month I go to New York and then they come to Laguna and we do all of our design meetings and our working sessions. So that's that's why Courtney's in town. Lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, lucky you because it's raining in New York right it now. It is. So it is. It is. You got some sunshine. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is sort of your story and how you got your start. Um, and one of the many reasons that I'm really excited to talk to you about this is that it's the thing I get asked about the most and have been asked about the most over the years. And my story is a really unique one just because I was given a platform by being on television and I just, it, it was always a little different for me. So I I struggled a little bit with giving people advice because I was like, I, I don't really know what the traditional route looks like. So I wanted to talk to you about kind of how you got your start and maybe even like what kind of pushed you in that direction. Yeah. I mean, so I think, you know, I knew early on that I wanted to have a job in the creative industry. I didn't know for sure if it was in the apparel industry, but I knew I wanted to do some sort of design from a really early age. You know, I remember being, you know, really interested in art and design and high school and just not really sure what I wanted to make of it. Um, so essentially, you know, when I was in school, I started exploring my options and I ended up going to FIDM. So I went to the same college that you did, actually, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Claudia. Yeah. Yeah. Have we never talked about that. I know. That? Yeah. I, okay. So I did my first year in Orange County and then I did my second year in Los Angeles. Me and, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. It's so funny. What did you make? in when you went to Pitham? So I majored in um, fashion design. Majored in fashion design. Okay. I did pr product development. Oh, you did? Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. The reason I picked product development is because they, they, I wasn't sure where I wanted to end up. I was like, oh, I want to be a fashion designer, but I didn't know exactly what that looked like. So I did product development because they said it was sort of the, you got like 
the broadest range. Mm-hmm. And and you, I learned about marketing. I mean, like I had a, a speech class. Yeah, I one hundred percent dropped that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Right. No, no, that was oh, fun. But you know what's so funny is I was like, when would I ever use this? But you would use it because mm-hmm. you present during yeah, all the time. You present the collection. So it's funny. It, it like there's certain things in school. I don't know if you thought about this, but. I was like, there's no way I'm going to use this, but it does make sense later yeah. on when you get into the industry because I think a lot of people go in with expectations. They're like, what is this going to be like? And you just can't really imagine it till you're there. Right. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I think, you know, I wouldn't say at the end of school it was, you know, I had my craft fully developed or I knew everything I needed to know. Like after school is when the real work really starts. And that's when, you know, you take all of these foundational things that you learned in school and then you start applying them to your career and really putting them to work. Um yeah, I I'm a believer of learning on the job. Yes, did you I agree. did you intern? You know what? I never actually interned, but um, I really believe in internships. You know, I've I've had a lot of interns myself, like throughout my career, and I think it's such an important part of you know getting your foot in the door and really broadening your perspective and seeing like a great snapshot of behind the scenes what goes into the fa- a, fa- a career in fashion because there's so much work that goes on and you really see the reality of it come to life and you see you know just how much work goes into developing a line and um, watching a creative team work together and how fast paced it is. So I think internships are great. Um, but yeah, I, I actually never did one myself, which is kind of surprising, actually. It is. I did a yeah. lot. I did a yeah, bunch of internships. A, yeah. <laughs> I did. I interned in a couple of showrooms. Mm-hmm. So I, I experienced sales. I did a PR agency. I I did magazine Teen Vogue, which was it was a smaller one because it was like during filming, so it was kind of limited. But I still I got I got to see so many different things and so many yeah. things, you know, all within the industry. But they all just like took such they all required different skills and different interests. And for me, interning was sort of like a trial, not so much like it wasn't necessarily about like them hiring me. It was more like, am I interested in this? Right. Yeah, and some of them I went into, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not like for me, Mac, the magazine industry, and it was I don't know, it was there were it was a lot of mean girls." Yeah, but but how right? important was that for you to kind of realize yeah. right away, you know? Yeah. And that's what's great about interning is you can just see, you know, there's so many different avenues you can take in mm-hmm. fashion, and it gives you early on an idea of okay, yes, no, yes, no, this is for me, this isn't, and then you kind of can just keep um, moving forward and sort of find your own path. Are you involved in – Coles has a great internship pro- pro- they do. program. They do. They really do. During summer or is it, it – It happens in summer and the fall. There, okay. I think it happens two times a year. Okay. Yeah. It's a great program though. So are you involved in the hiring at all? I do. Um, yeah, I am. I do a lot of the interviewing. I get to be involved in the interviewing process there, which is really exciting. Um, so I get to meet with a lot of the candidates myself, which is great. So if you're – I've I've only done like a handful of interviews mm-hmm. and, and for different jobs throughout my life um, or conducted interviews. And it's like a weird thing because I feel like I've interviewed, I've been the interviewee more than the interviewer. Yeah. And it's like, a, especially in the beginning, it was very weird to like ask people questions. What are you looking for when you're sitting down with someone? Yeah. I'm looking for someone who's passionate, who's highly engaged, who, you know, I mean, personality definitely plays like a little bit of a factor in because you want to make sure it's the right fit for the team that you're looking to build or the brand that you're looking for them to be a part of. Um, But I think just someone who's 
engaged, focused, passionate, who is able to package their ideas and articulate themselves really well when it comes to their work, because that's something, that's a skill that you just, in the industry, need to, you know, really, you know, you need to be comfortable with and you need to be able to, um, you know, everything that you do, you have to present. So how you package your ideas is such an important part of your role as a designer. So I definitely do look at the portfolio and um, how they're sort of presenting their work. Yeah, it's funny that the first thing you mentioned was personality, because that's honestly the biggest thing for me. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you're willing to learn um, I, I never expect an intern to, to come in like fully prepared and with all the knowledge. Like that's why they're there. Right, of course. Um, but just like someone who's really like a team player and they're just there to to be helpful and to really experience the job, that's always more important to me than someone who's like really qualified. But right. maybe like, I don't know, get, brings like a weird energy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I always give people that advice is I'm just like, just just try and be, you know, really positive and, and easygoing and that's going to give you – yeah. I mean, that's everything, right? We, yeah. When you're interning, it's all about just being open and absorbing all of the information in front of you and, you know, having the personality that is, you know, able to do that and just be really positive and be a team player along the way. Yeah. I think it's also you have to sort of be humble. A lot of times, like, we'll conduct an interview and they, they sort of say, like, oh, I'm here. I don't know. They're just like almost like already above the job. And you're like, oh, no, I'm not <laughs> I'm not asking you for a favor yeah. every time I'm asking you to do something like that's the job. Right. The no task is too small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the attitude you want. Right. Um, and honestly, that attitude like throughout your whole career is really helpful. Definitely. Our kids are the future and it's our job to prepare them for that. So why not empower them to be creative, confident, and fearless in all of their endeavors with KiwiCo's innovative projects. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. For those who aren't familiar with STEAM, it stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. They're designed by experts and tested by kids, so there is no need to research or worry about gathering all the supplies. Each month, the kid in your life receives a new, fun, and engaging project with all the supplies they need to challenge themselves creatively. Each box comes with all the supplies needed for that month's project, detailed, easy-to-follow instructions written for kids, and an educational magazine to learn even more about that crate's theme. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment, and you can cancel anytime. Monthly options start at $19.95 a month, including shipping. And right now, my listeners can go to kiwico.com slash for a friend to get your first month for free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, that's kiwico.com slash for a friend to get your first month for free. That's kiwico.com slash for a friend. So one thing that I'd love for you to explain, because I think people, you know, they have like somewhat of an understanding of what goes on behind the scenes when you're developing a line, but it's always, it's really interesting to me, like how fast paced it was. Like when, especially when I started working with Kohl's, like it's a, it's a very large, well-oiled machine, but it's just so many moving parts and it's crazy. Um, Do you want to give like a really quick description of like start to finish how you would 
design a line. And when I say a line, Kohl's has monthly collections. So Mm -hmm. this is something we do. So I think, you know, when I think about the process of developing a collection or a line, the, the most important thing to start with is a really clear vision, right? You have to really invest the time with yourself thinking through, with your, yourself, your team, with you thinking through, you know, what is it that we are trying to achieve? What is the story we want to tell? And just putting the right amount of energy into that because without a clear and focused vision, the rest of the execution of the line is, it can be really challenging. So I think for me, that's such an important part of the process and it's something that we do so well. Where do you find the most inspiration? Is it, you know, just kind of paying attention to what trends are out there on the runway and Mm -hmm. high fashion? Is it entertainment is it yeah you know, is it what what is it that usually directs that well there's different sources of inspiration number one is always the customer we're mm-hmm. always looking to our customer for inspiration whether it be how she's wearing the line what she's buying what she's not buying so she's always number one. Second is you know we pull inspiration obviously from what's just happening at retail at large and having your finger on the pulse of you know this is what's happening in the market. These are the trends that we're seeing showing up. This is how we're seeing color evolve, how we're seeing, you know, outfitting shift. And the way that you pull that inspiration is comes in multiple facets. It comes from, you know, shopping internationally. It comes from paying attention to what's happening on runway, to paying attention to what's happening commercially and retail. And then also, you know, being you know as a designer paying a lot of attention to just your own intuition and noticing like what it is you're responding to and really paying attention to what feeling that evokes and analyzing okay you know I might be looking at something and it makes me feel a certain way I'm gravitating towards it because of the color or the print or the pattern and really spending time looking at that analyzing it and asking yourself why and then applying that to your work. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times you pull like artwork or Mm -hmm. like photography and it's sort of pulling the colors out of that and creating a story that way. Um, And I should mention that not only are you doing this, you're also having to take into consideration the collection that delivers the month before and the month after and making sure that there's a flow there. So you can't just have like a random story every month. You're also like you're like being creative and you want it to look different and fresh and new but you want it to sit because the reality of of retail is that like not the it's not like the entire collection sells out and the next one's delivered like there's a lot of crossover so it all has to like kind of nicely sit together but stand apart that's always the challenging thing to me like it's a huge it's a huge challenge it's a huge challenge and we spend a lot of time working through that Mm -hmm. um what's crazy is we're working on so many different deliveries all at once I mean you know know, isn't it (laughs) I always find it I never remember what year it is because it's you know we're working on spring we're working on summer working on fall all at the same time so all of the deliveries just start overlapping (laughs) no I (laughs) now yes and then also when I come um, to New York and I'm doing all of my meetings all at once every every category has a different timeline so apparel oh, I think right. is the fastest uh, yes. is that right yes so yeah so like I'll go from your meeting in apparel to like handbags or shoes which have like a really long lead time so I'm always asking what year we're talking about because right. I want to make sure like things are aligning um, that's one of the challenges I've always faced like when looking at the collection as a whole is you want to make sure it's always cohesive each month but you're everyone's developing at different times and it's like yeah you don't necessarily want to have like shoes lead the 
uh, apparel, but then also like shoes has a wider collection. It's all very confusing. I know. So then you have to, you have, we have to build the apparel concept yep. before the shoe line even gets started being made. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, just, you, there's lot. so much you have to think about. Okay. So you, you've developed a concept, you've made your beautiful boards, you have the fabric swatches, you've purchased artwork, which is always really fun. That's the funnest at. part, right? Oh God, the artwork's amazing. It, to those who have never been in a a meeting like that it's basically um different studios that come with giant suitcases and they have just like i mean hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of little of like two by two pieces of fabric that they flip through and you flip through all this artwork and you pick you you purchase artwork from artists to use on your garments and sometimes it's you're even like buying a piece of art for like a single flower sometimes you love everything about it sometimes you're like this is beautiful we have to change every color like it's just such a fun I don't know. Th- th- those are some of my favorite meetings. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a fun and important part of the process, right? The artwork mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. the use of color. It's like, you know, it, it, it really does. It speaks for you when you're not there to sort of speak through the DNA of the brand. When you're walking through the store and, you know, the clothing is there. The art and the color is sort of the voice of the brand, right? If you mm-hmm. think about it that way. So it's so important to make sure you're getting that right and that the motifs and the color and the the use of pattern really um, captures just the essence of yeah, what you're trying to achieve. I don't know that people always understand like how much thought goes into that. Right. So like, for example, this year, animal prints were really big. And so like as a brand, we have to look at that and say, how do we interpret that? Like we're not going to do like a classic leopard print. That's just not us. But we can do like a micro leopard in like nude and blush that you like barely see it's more of a texture but we're still addressing the trend so it's like you know and and even just like the the medium in which the art's created so like we're always going to look um we're always going to love like watercolors and more painterly interpretations of florals whereas like other brands are going to do like poppier graphics and Mm -hmm. yeah i just the artwork is so important and and we have so much fun looking through it (laughs) so then what do you do next you got it all so okay so yeah you have your vision you have your art then you start um, sourcing your fabrications, right? So uh, I'm not a part of this because this is the least fun. <laughs> I, I did I did my time with sourcing and dealing with minimums and all of that. Oh man, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. But yeah. so then it's just about okay. So we have our vision; it's clear. We know what we want to do. We have our art and color direction. So now, what materials do we need to then bring that to life? So we'll go into sourcing um, those raw materials and doing some component building, whether that be you know if we're loving you know, the idea of embroidery or eyelets, you have to start working on that earlier versus um, some other types of materials that take a shorter um, amount of time to produce or develop. So, you know, we, you know, we go through that part of the process. And then, you know, once you get all of your componentry back, that's when you start sketching into the line, you piece everything together. And then when you say sketching into the line, yes, a lot of people asked if, if we still sketch everything. Like by hand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. I was going to say, I was like, I don't think we do. We we just don't have have time to sit there and sketch everything by hand. But we do like computer sketches. We do everything in the computer. Everything. Yes. And... I just I think that there's like such a, a beautiful image of just like sitting there. It's it's like what you think of of like a Christian Dior like designing his lines, right, these right. big beautiful sketches. When really we're doing like flats on a computer, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you know in the sometimes you'll you'll do little sketches on your iPad. I like when you do that. 
when you take the but that's just for fun I know, that's I know, just like, I know. or for like I a know. quick concept of like what right. if we do this what I, if we do that yeah i think because we work so quickly it'll be you know if you need to do a hand sketch quickly to get like something out of your head onto of course, paper we'll of do course. that but then yes all of the all of the sketching is done in the computer mm-hmm. um we just we just move so fast and you need to do that in order to you know get the sample developed correctly all right so you've got your fabric what's next um, well, so after fabric, and then we talked a little bit how we sketch into yeah. the line, we merchandise, we strategize what it is we're looking to, you know, we're looking to do as far as, you know, by category. Mm-hmm. So we'll decide, okay, um, how many woven tops do we need for the season? How many knit tops? And then, like you said, how do we want to evolve those? And then we go pen to paper and just start sketching into our ideas and then putting them into tech packs. And then, um, and what's a tech pack? A tech pack, yeah, yeah. A tech pack is you know we take our computer sketches, we put all the design details in there. So it's it's basically a recipe for our vendors as far as how what they need to know in order to actually create the garment and make the garment. So the sample, this yes, the yeah, sample, the starting, point. the sample, the starting point. So um, so it just houses all of the really detailed information and it takes a bit of time to build. Yeah, tech packs are intense. Tech, tech packs, yeah. They give me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, lot, it's a lot of work. Yeah, but very necessary, obviously. Very, very necessary. The better your tech pack, the better your sample. Of course. Yeah. No, no, no. The, uh, like yeah. a really good first sample is just such a gift. It really is. When it comes in, you're like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Yep. Whereas yeah. like most of the time when you send a, pe- a tech pack, well, it comes back and it's usually like available fabric, which was isn't necessarily yours. It, oh yeah, yeah. We would get like like a pink snakeskin yeah, top. Yeah, there's no sample yardage with like or the wrong yeah. trim. We'd be like, ah, <laughs> yeah. By now, most of us understand why it's so important to use natural products in our homes. But where do you find them? Wouldn't it be nice if someone would just curate all of the highest quality, natural, non-toxic, sustainably sourced items you need? Introducing Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative is an online marketplace that delivers all natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to your door. They aim to make living a healthy lifestyle easy and accessible for you and your family. Every product they sell is guaranteed to be healthy, effective, eco-friendly, and affordable. So you can shop with confidence knowing everything you buy from them is good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. Grove Collaborative wants to make it as easy as possible for you to make the switch to natural products. So they carry the brands you know and love, like Mrs. Myers, and their best-selling Grove-made products, like Seedling Tree-Free Paper Towels, Grove Detergent Dispenser that cuts plastic waste by 80%, and 100% recycled plastic trash bags, all in one place at grove.co. With your first Grove order, they'll set you up with a free 60-day VIP trial, which includes customizable refill orders, so you'll never run out of the products you love. Plus, shipping is fast and free with your first order. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all of the natural goods you need for you and your family. For a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.co slash for a friend, you will get a free five-piece spring cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer and Grove, a $30 value. Just go to grove.co slash for a friend to get this exclusive spring cleaning offer. grove.co slash for a friend. Okay. 
Okay, so you sent out a tech pack, you get samples, now what? Um, so then you, you have your line review. So you, after you get all of your samples back, you, you hang them all up, you look at them as a team, you know, there's a lot of conversation that goes into, is this right? Did it execute well? Um, obviously we review them with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm there too. Is this, yep. are you talking about at market week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is the part that I really like because this is like so much work has gone, so much work and thought has gone into this line. And then we all sit it's so nerve wracking. We all sit in this room and present to the team of, you know, buyers and everybody at Kohl's. And sometimes they're like, we love it. It's great. And other times they're like, it's all wrong. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, so like yes. the start over. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, always like, no. Yeah, some, that does happen. Sometimes. I know. Well, yeah, we just had a meeting like that where they were like, you have to change all the colors. And you were like, cool. <laughs> But then, but then you know, you turn around and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess. No, no, no. It it's always really helpful and necessary because you get so close to it and you, you're you, so, so close to it. Yeah. And you're like so involved in that line. You're just like, I love it. But like, you're, you're too close. You're too close to be like, oh, it's really similar to what we did two months ago. Right. Oh, yeah. That was the call out, wasn't yep, it? Yeah. It was. I really yeah. liked it. I, yeah. Um, and what, okay. Of all, of all of your, like all of the projects we've worked on in the last five years, do you have a favorite collection that we've worked on? Oh, that we've worked on? Yeah. Hmm. We've done some fun ones. We've, we've done some really fun ones. We've done ones. some Disney collaborations, which were yeah, really fun. Those were actually very fun to work on. And run, fun. Runway was really, Runway really was fun. great. Runway was super fun. If I had to think of a favorite, let's see. I... I don't know if it's one specific collection, but I just love working on summer. Like each yeah. time we get into high summer. Really? And we, yes. And we start working on those collections. That's always my favorite because we get to have so much fun with texture and yeah. color and trims. And um, and maybe it's just like the the outfitting direction we get to take with, you know, just more highs and lows in proportion play. I, I it's just, it's always so fun to me. And our prints become a little bit more playful in yeah. summer too, which is always just really fun. Um, so we get to have, I don't know, I feel like it, we just get to like play a little bit more when it's like May-June delivery. Courtney, we showed at New York Fashion Week. That yeah, wasn't your that, favorite? I, well, that like, was, how was that That was favorite? That was definitely top, top. Oh my God. That was, that was really fun. That yeah. was huge. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. That was crazy. That was, how did they let us do that? I don't know. That felt like a trick. That I, Like it, that slipped through the cracks. Someone like suggested it and it just sort of like got yeah. rolling. That was so fun. I remember being there that day being like, how in the world did they let us do a fashion show? It was huge. Yeah, it was. And it was really cool. And it, and I'm not taking credit because I know that a lot of people were on this trend, but I thought it was really cool that we had a runway show that was immediately shoppable. Yeah, that was amazing. That was really cool. And we, a lot of people like we are doing that we were one of now. the first people to do that. We were. We were, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, We weren't the first, but we were. We weren't the first, but I remember it was kind of a new thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that the whole that whole process was absolutely incredible. Just, you so know, crazy. As I'm just like thinking back, even, you know, scouting the models because I get to sit in yeah. with you when you were like picking out all the models oh and then gosh. styling it head to toe, so cool. um, working with the stylist, taking all the behind the scenes, um, you know, photographs and all. I, I still have I found under my desk because I just moved desk recently. I found um, the boards that we had. 
that had each model with the outfit. Oh, yeah, all their looks. Oh, God. All the looks so pinned cool. to the boards. I still have those under my desk because I just oh, moved and I found them. And I never like, get oh rid of them. Gosh. Actually, if you ever want to get rid of them, tell me. Yeah. I'll take it. I would, <laughs> I, know, I, yeah. I would love to have that on my wall. Don't ever throw that away. No, they're great. Yeah, that was a really, that was just like a, that was a pinch me moment. It really it was. It was really cool that Coles let us do that. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Okay, and then one other thing that I want to talk about just industry-wide, I thought this was so interesting and it made me really happy of all the, like looking at all the questions that I got sent in on social, by far the biggest subject people wanted to talk about was um, eco-friendly clothing, which is great. I, I love that, like what a topic this has become and how important it's become to a consumer. Um, it's obviously something that we've we've been working on and we have some really exciting stuff coming up. But it's just, I, I, I think that as an industry, we've been talking about it for a while, but it really at the end of the day, you know, as I know, it comes down to a consumer and what's important to them and what they're going to purchase because really they decide what's in the market. So I want to talk about that for a second. And you, I mean, I can kind of highlight Kohl's as a company is actually a, a very green company. And and that's part of what makes them a great partner. And I actually think they don't really get credit for it because they don't really call it out. There's a lot of big companies that don't necessarily call out their green initiatives. They just kind of do them. And you can find, if you kind of do a search online, you can find some of their stuff. But, you know, some of the things that Kohl's do, um, their uh, bags at the store, um, a lot of them are made up of recycled materials. Uh, hundreds of their stores have solar panels. And like, I think up to like 50% of the power comes from solar. Um, and they do a bunch of other stuff. They've won tons of awards. So it's it's a huge initiative for them. And it has been for a while. But we've actually started doing some of it in product. For example, we this year released an organic towel that we really pushed for and it came out and it's been doing really well which is so exciting because anytime um a customer votes for it then we get to do more of it which is really cool and you know not only is organic you know better for our planet but it's also better for the people harvesting you know the materials because they're not dealing with chemicals so it's it's sort of a win-win for everybody and then obviously you have an organic product in your home so we can talk a little bit about some of the stuff we're looking at. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I mean, I love that this is such a hot topic yeah. because it's important. And it's ex- it's really exciting to see, you know, how the industry is making some big moves and shifts and how they develop and produce their product. I mean, we're always looking within the LC um, apparel line for ways that we can, you know, do things a little bit differently when it comes to, you know, even sourcing our raw materials, whether that be recycled poly or, you know, organically sourced cotton, um, it, as well as just within the development process, what we can do to reduce sampling. It's things like that, that, that I think are really exciting. And, and I'm just talking to different teams. It sounds like within the industry, like when everybody's sourcing materials, that is, I don't again I hate calling it a trend but like that is like the big thing that's on everyone's mind so like they're like all these companies are offering um you know eco-friendly options and even everything from like the way the materials are created and sourced to um the use of recycled materials which we've actually we've used recycled materials in our line so yeah it's really exciting and and I think that it's just one of those things where like you want to encourage the customer to continue to support that message because you know as designers and creators and producers like we want to keep doing that that's really 
that's exciting. That's the direction we want to go in. And, and this, again, was a very popular question was just size inclusivity. So a lot of people ask this and and maybe I'm I'm failing by not making people aware, but we do offer plus clothing. People were and like, petites. Are you gonna, yeah, petites and plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People were like, were you going to offer plus? And I was like, oh man, we do. <laughs> and we have for a minute. And that's been really important to us as a brand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we offer plus and petites both um, available online. So if you go on Kohl's.com, you can find a full selection there. Yeah. And that's really important. And and again, I, I a lot of people were kind of asking about that. And it, it it always comes back to the consumer. If you have a brand you love, if you have or a retailer that you love, because sometimes the brands offer it, but the retailers aren't necessarily buying it, let them know. Say, I'm interested in this. I'm a customer. I'm here to buy it. Because at the end of the day, like we're we're here to create whatever the customer wants. So never be afraid to speak up um, and let people know that there's a need or a want there. Because I think, I mean, I know it was really important to us to be able to, to provide, you know, a full size run yeah. um, and be really inclusive. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a delicious dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. So break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 17 seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. And there's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie-smart and vegetarian options, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. HelloFresh is flexible and fits your lifestyle, allowing for you to easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash ForAFriend80 and enter ForAFriend80. That's like receiving eight meals for free. Again, that's $80 off your first month of HelloFresh when you go to HelloFresh.com slash ForAFriend80 and enter ForAFriend80. So now that you know a little bit more about Courtney, we're going to take some questions from you. You'll learn how to get started in the fashion industry, whether you need to know how to sew to work in design, and why there's so much inconsistency when it comes to women's sizing. Katie wants to know if you know how to sew. Um, I do know how to sew. I mean, I haven't really? done it. I, yeah, I haven't done it in a while. But I was thinking about actually getting my sewing machine out of storage and starting to sew again. But Remember those sewing machines that we learned on at school, the really high power ones where you had to like put your foot down? Oh, yeah. You'll lose a finger. (laughs) Yes. Those were crazy. Those were crazy. They're scary. They're super scary. Super scary. I know how to like sew a button or like repair a tear. I embroider. Does that count? Yes, that definitely counts. I definitely couldn't sew a whole garment. Like I'm like a needle and thread girl. I don't think I could do that now. I mean, maybe back in the day right out of school, but Mm -hmm. nowadays maybe I could make a pillow. Oh, can make a pillow. Sure. We'll yeah. take it. Take it. <laughs> Lizette wants to know, what are some trends that never really go away? Like, what are things that we're always, maybe it's not every season, but it's like a really easy, like a wrap dress. I right. Think is a good example. Like, that's never going to go anywhere. Yeah. I also think about just um, 
items or outfits that never go away just looks like looks that just are timeless and seasonless and just are always going to be classic things like a white tee and a moto jacket back to like a great pair of denim that sort of look and then the items that support that look um you know those are always just around um things like all white dressing you know those types of trends they're just they're always going to be cool they're always going to make you feel great a wrap dress is another great example what about a blazer a good blazer like the perfect blazer definitely yeah i think it's it's trends like that they're going to the silhouettes are going to shift through time so like a blazer it's going to be shrunken or it's going to be oversized or you know i mean it's going to kind of change with the trends but it's still there as a statement Yes. Like a black pump. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or the perfect it's, black dress. Yeah. Like, like the shape might change. The based length. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based yeah. on the trend and how people are dressing. But the idea that, you know, that trend is going to just stay on forever. Mm-hmm. Jen wants to know why pockets are so sorely missing in women's clothing. It's <laughs> a good question. Well, I also think, you know, have you ever noticed the, the pocket bag, the size of the pocket bag in women's pants is oh, always really short? So tiny. What they're are you so putting tiny. in there? And a quarter? <laughs> I know. It's, and then, you know, guys' pants, they have like the longest pocket yeah. bags ever. Um, but it, I mean, that has to do with the way you're fitting the garment, right? Because it's mm-hmm. flat, It's more flattering to have a smaller pocket bag, you know, on a pant than it is having a bunch of fabric because you want the jean to fit you well or the pant to fit you well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the same goes with like the reason why there maybe isn't as many pockets on women's clothing. It's because the placement might be off or, you know. Well, the placement often often hits right at the hip. Right. So, I mean, I've altered clothing to have pockets removed. White denim, I always have them taken out because they show through. So you just like sew it shut? I just sew it shut and cut the... I mean, I say it like I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I usually... Honestly, I, I would... Every pair of white denim in my closet is from my own line and I'm very fortunate because when we shoot it we have a tailor on set oh, and I'm always like out. can you just cut the pockets out real quick yeah I always cut the pockets out I, I it's always a pleasant surprise like when I have a full skirt and then I find a pocket I'm like oh cool but the reason I guess the simple answer that I would give is that it's it usually hits in an unflattering spot or it's costing Right. It would cost more to have pockets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can spend more money on a greater, like a good fabric or a better quality fabric, then you might have to lose the pocket. So there's just, there's compromises you have to make, you know? I'm so sorry, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) We can't, there's not a lot of pockets in our stuff. (laughs) Katie says, women's sizing. Why is there so much inconsistency? So I think she means like from brand to brand. Like, you know, I'll be you know, a four in one line right. and then I like fit into a zero in another right. and I'm like, well, that can't be right. <laughs> I mean, well, so each brand fits on its own fit model, right? And the mm-hmm. fit models are provided by um, an agency and the way each brand fits their garments might be different because of the aesthetic. So, you know, within our brand, we want everything to be comfortable. We want it to be versatile. We want it to have like the perfect amount of ease in just the right places. So that's how we fit our clothing. Um, And then another brand might want things to be a bit more body con or a bit more, you know, low cut or I don't know, whatever. And so the way that, you know, that brand fits their garments is going to feel a little bit different. Yeah, everyone has a signature fit. And also, I've ex- I've experienced this. I'm sure you have as well. Like where a brand clearly got a new fit model that had a completely different body type because like I'll have a pair of jeans I'll buy for a couple years and then I go to buy the same pair and the fit's completely off. 
and you're like, whoa, something happened there. Yeah. And I I know that like from us, we're always just doing our best to cater to our customer. So like if we make a certain top or a pair of pants and we're getting consistent feedback about the rise or, you know, maybe they needed more room across the bust, you know, whatever it might be, we're taking that into consideration in our fittings. So we're really just doing our best to fit a garment that will please the most amount of people that are shopping right. the line. Yeah, exactly. the easy answer. I mean, we read those customer reviews daily. Yeah, I I actually yeah, when I shop I always read reviews because I think a lot a lot of people are really helpful. They'll go on and say, I'm this height, this weight, this is my cup size and this fit me and you know and, and I, I think that's helpful. Yeah. It always tells me whether to size up, size down. Yeah. Um yeah, read reviews. But also if you buy something really that you really like, write a nice review. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I try and do that because typically, and this is just, it's the same thing with like anything, you're more likely to give negative feedback than positive. And, and, and people take reviews, like I said, really seriously. So like if you ever buy something from a line that you really like, take five minutes and go be like, I really liked that. We really appreciate We it. would appreciate that. And other people would appreciate that because they might not buy it because they see like three negative reviews. Um, but it could have been something great for them. <laughs> Amy asked, what's the biggest misconception of working in the industry? Mm, probably just that it's all glamour. And, you know, just a lot of <laughs> Do people still think that. I mean, well, I think from, you know, one thing that comes to mind is when we do the inspiration trips, the shopping mm-hmm. trips yeah. or, you know, just the when we travel internationally for um, inspiration, when we're building concepts and um, sort of collecting our ideas early on in the season. Um, I think a lot of people think that that just sounds you know just so easy and so glamorous but it's Mm -hmm. so much work it's so much work and you know these trips I I mean they're great I love them but there's just a lot of work and heavy lifting that goes into it so I feel like that's one misconception that I think a lot of people have that just sort of a walk in the park or something I don't know yeah no yes I think that there is that misconception I think that a lot of people I think that's changed a little bit with people kind of shining light on the fashion industry and what goes on behind the scenes. It's yeah, it is a really tough job. I mean, it's great. I love it. You obviously love oh, it. Oh, I love it. But yeah, yeah, you're. I think that you're probably right there. It's not glamorous, people. Allison asks, "Do old rules like no white after Labor Day, etc., still apply in fashion today?" Do you? I mean, do you keep that in mind? When I don't. I don't think so. We do white year round, don't yeah, we? we? Do yeah. Maybe white denim. We have limited. Yeah, I mean, like we're not delivering that typically in December. We usually. That's true. That's true. But I think as a trend rule, you can wear white all year round. Do you think there are any rules that apply? I I mean I feel like fashion nowadays it's so like there's not as many boundaries around what you can and cannot do and everyone is so expressive with how they want to pull their outfits together and so I don't really think I don't think a lot of those old rules necessarily still apply today do you I don't think so I mean don't wear white to a wedding but I think oh yeah that's the only white rule yes (laughs) there's etiquette rules yes um but yeah I think that we're also living in a moment fashion is all over the place right I mean there's there's definitely trends that we're looking at that people are following as far as color and silhouette but they're really I can't remember the last time I saw someone and I was just like that's wild because like yeah anything goes now anything does go which is great it's really exciting it's really inspiring it really allows people to be individuals and dress the way they like Mm mm-hmm 
I think that for a while people were so married to, to trends and the idea of like these are the trends this season and not all trends suit everybody. Like there are things I tried to pull off where I look back and I'm like, that was not for you. <laughs> you just skipped that one. <laughs> Oh, what's the what's the worst trend? This no one wrote this in. This is a what's, me question. What's, what's the, the worst? What's the worst trend? No, the, no, that you've ever. Oh, that that I've ever worn. Yes, I don't know if this is the worst one, but it's just coming to mind when you people would wear like the scarves on their head, like as a headband. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, any anything you can wear as a headband, I wore. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's like the head scarves. I remember a lot of that. I also remember wearing a beanie all the time. Oh. Yeah. For a little while, and the that, beanies were a yeah, thing. That was a like thing. in summer, like that, the summer beanies, yeah, there was the sum- loose, yeah, the that, like loose ones. Yeah, that that was a thing oh. for a while. That was a little. You're a pretty stylish person, and you tend to take lots of risks. So I'm, I feel like you probably <laughs> always pulled it off. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> Not sure about that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm yet to see you fail. <laughs> My favorite part of the job. I, I really love the process. I love getting to do the job. But I would say m- the most rewarding part to me is when I see someone in one of our pieces and you can tell it makes her feel really good. Yeah, That's really cool. To be able – like I know that feeling of like putting on something and being like, oh, I, I feel very beautiful in this. And like that is the the coolest part of the job to me. Yeah. No, I mean that that's a – yeah, that's a really great part of the process. I think, yeah, so for me, I mean, it would be when we do all of this work and we have our line and we get everything back and we're just looking at it. And then when you share it with other people and you see their reaction and the reaction is, if the reaction is really positive, that just is the such a great part of the process because you can see, oh, wait, yes, we did it. And it looks great. And, you know, and then seeing it on the streets and seeing it in the, you wild. Know, in the wild and seeing the customer wearing, <laughs> Um, the work that we've done is just it, I mean that just is, brings me so much joy it's so awesome to see yeah it's cool that I, I mean and also because of social media we're able to see that so much more so like, much more you have the random spottings on on the street but but yeah just like when people by the way if you're wearing something from the line please tag us because yeah we, we, really we look like at it all the time it. yeah it, yeah it makes me so happy I also love to see all the different ways you know, people style the clothing. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kind of make it their own. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, cool. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for sharing a little behind the scenes with everybody. I hope that I hope that you found it interesting to kind of hear what Courtney does and everything that goes into pieces that you wear every day. Courtney and I are now going to work all day. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go, go straight what, to work. What collection are we working on? Oh we're, my gosh, we're working on spring, summer, and starting to talk about fall. All those things, all at once. And, well, oh. well, mm-hmm. we have something very, very really exciting exciting coming at the end of this year yeah. during holiday season. Look out for it. It's a real celebration. We're it really, really excited. Is. And we've been told we can't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, lots of lots of exciting stuff to do. Basically, so we're everything gonna... you love about the brand is gonna yeah be ready for you. Tool and sparkly things. Yeah, lots of sparkle and shine and rose gold and pink and pink. Lots of pink. All right, we're gonna go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and to my wonderful guest, Courtney Kerwin. I hope you learned some tips to help you create a career in fashion or even just develop your own personal style. 
To check out my line, Elsie Lauren Conrad, you can go to coles.com slash Elsie Lauren Conrad. And you can also follow us on Instagram at at Elsie Lauren Conrad. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about the show. And I did want to take a moment to thank you so, so much for listening because today's show marks the last episode of season one. It's been a really cool experience getting to speak with you each and every week, and I really do appreciate you coming on this journey with me. Stay tuned to my Instagram, at Lauren Conrad, and at Asking for a Friend for any updates on the podcast. And again, I really appreciate you tuning in. Talk soon.